following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Cormulizer Sports Talk. It is a Friday. It is a live show. I am in the studio. I am in the studio all by my lonesome. Which is not a bad deal. Uh, we gonna, It still moves fast. Got a lot to talk about. Especially interesting things I see that's coming when I come into the studio. On the 10, not so crowded because the show is at 10 now. When the show is at 9, it is a struggle getting here through all that craziness, that driving, that traffic. But what I saw today <laughs> was funny. It was funny because I knew what it was exactly because I do it a lot. Well, this guy, not a lot, but this guy was had his window down. Driving, flicking, he hadn't been flicking the booger, and it looked like he got frustrated because he started doing harder and harder and wouldn't come off. It was just funny. I knew exactly what that motion looked like. And the crazy part about it is he had it on his right hand, so he had to reach over his body while he was driving, trying to get it out the window. It's like he's flicking the bird. But that was one of the interesting things uh, coming into the studio. There's a lot of interesting things. There's a lot of, uh, I know the gas man has a story for me coming up, but it's, we might just talk about it anyway. 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, we are live. Uh, could be Fireball Friday, but mm, I don't know if I want to start my morning off that early. Got some great news. Great news for me because it's now my favorite sport in golf. Tiger Woods has confirmed to play at the Waste Management Open, the Phoenix Open, uh, sponsored by the Waste Management. Tiger Woods haven't been into the Waste Management in, in such a long time. We're going to talk about that. Talk about the Dallas Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers matchup coming up uh, this Sunday. What is, is it Sunday or Sunday? I think it's Sunday. Also, the Baltimore Ravens go to Gillette Stadium to play the New England Patriots. We'll get into some of that. Um, but first, let's let's get into this Tiger Woods. I know the gas man has some stuff on. Uh, he made some predictions. Uh, we talked about that um, before Dallas even played uh, that first game. Who did he just beat? My memory leaves me every once in a while. But we'll get into that. Dallas wins at home. They finally, and Tony Romo wins his second playoff game since he's been there. Uh, you look at Jerry Jones. He, he listened to Jerry Jones. He said he's going to do whatever it takes and it, it will be one of his regrets if he does not get Tony Romo to the Super Bowl. I said we was going to talk about golf. Let's go, let's go football. We're getting to Tiger Woods. He's, we're getting Tiger Woods in the opening, and my opinion's on that. Let's go football. The Dallas Cowboys play the Green Bay Packers. In my opinion, okay, the Dallas Cowboys, they beat the Detroit Lions at home. It was a good game, a great game. They came back. They had to come back to do it. The Detroit Lions had plenty of opportunities to score. I think their defense let them down, and Dallas was playing with an extra man called a referee. Um, but we, we'll get into that. When you put up 17 points, 
in the first half and you put up no more than three points in the second half, you deserve to lose that football game playing on the road. On the road is where you have to score. At least you have an opportunity to score going into the half and, and in the fourth quarter. Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford and those guys did not do that. I thought that the Detroit Lions was a better team than the Dallas Cowboys going into that game. Also, Tony Romo comes out and he plays well. Tony Romo's played well all year. That's why he was mentioned as one of the least leading candidates for MVP. Now, if I have a vote, then the MVP in that Dallas Cowboys team would be DeMarco Murray, the running back who had an outstanding year in Dallas. The, four, the formula for what they've done in Dallas was take the football out of Tony Romo's hand, and he's been very serviceable this year from the quarterback position, even after breaking or cracking, fracturing two ribs. And this is a Dallas Cowboy team that went overseas to play in a non-nonsense game. I forgot the who they might have played Jacksonville, which was an easy win to sit Tony Romo out because of the ribs. But in this Dallas-Detroit game, there was a situation where there was a pass interference call. Flag went to, went to the ground. Now, I've seen flags been to the ground and picked up. What I have never seen is a flag go to the ground, picked up, and there was no explanations about it. Detroit loses game. Again, like I said, the Detroit Lions, they've had their opportunities to win that football game, but you, you have to put up points on the second half of a football game, and they've only put up three points. Tony Romo and that offensive line, they stuck to it. They did hold DeMarco Murray to, uh, I think he was under 100 yards. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. I'm talking about, talking from what I know and seen of the game. I thought the Detroit Lions was a better team. The Dallas Cowboys win at, win at home, beating the Detroit Lions 24-20. to And the last heroic play by Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys offense, getting the ball into the end zone. He had to do a little scrambling, but that offensive line did protect him well enough. Although, well, protecting him well enough is re- irrelevant because uh, he did get sacked six times. But when it came down to it in the fourth quarter, the protection stood up. He had to make some side steps and do a little bit of scrambling, but he gets the ball in the end zone, Dallas Cowboys win. I think the Dallas Cowboys are a more suitable team it's a more suitable team to go into Green Bay, Green Bay and Lambeau Field to possibly upset. I think I asked this question Monday. Is it an upset if Dallas, go, Dallas Cowboys go into Green Bay and lose or Green Bay lose? Is that an upset? Because you look at the two teams and you look how well they played all year. But Green Bay being at home, and I believe they're a seven-point favorite at home, which is – which they should be, Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson and uh, Cobb, all those guys, and and that defense, which I believe the defense is somewhat suspect in Green Bay. But we said the defense in Dallas would be suspect, but those guys have held their own all year long. Dallas was the only 12-14 that played on on the first week of the playoffs, which was a wild card game against the Detroit Lions. So now this 13-4 Dallas Cowboys taking taking their team to Lambeau Field to play against Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, the Green Bay Packers. At one point, Jordy Nelson was the hottest receiver in the game because how much he was targeted by Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers. But he was making plays. In this game, I think this matchup comes down to how well the Dallas Cowboys are able to run the ball, how well their defense, and I, I'll go on both defenses because I think offensively they might still make each other. It might be a high-scoring game, and whoever has, whomever has the ball last that's going to decide the winning, the winning team in this game coming up Sunday. 
The Dallas Cowboys has had a running game. Obviously, that's why DeMarco Murray, in my opinion, will be the lead MVP for what he's done, what he's doing uh, from the running back position. Now, he does have one of the biggest offensive line, the more talented offensive line in the game today. It's still, it is what it is. Emmitt Smith had those lines, and he was getting MVPs. The, the Green Bay Packers and Eddie Lacy, they have to be able to run the ball. They have to be able to run the ball efficiency, and they have to be able to stick to it because if with this torn, slightly torn calf muscle that Aaron Rodgers have, if you continue to put him in a shotgun, then you put you make Aaron Rodgers a sitting duck for the Dallas Cowboys, and then now their offense is one-dimensional. You have to be able to put him under the center and run the football and run the football effectively against this Dallas deep defense and consistently if you want to win this game at home. Control the clock. What do you do if you Green Bay Packers? Keep Tony Romo, DeMarco Murray, Daz Bryant. You keep them off the field as long as much as possible so they don't get into the rhythm. So in their desperation mode, you put the ball in Tony Romo's hand. And what we know Tony Romo to do, self-destruct. Self-destruct. To all those Cowboys, Cowboy fans and Cowboy lovers and prognosticators of who they are, you forget of who they are not. This is their second in 17 years. They haven't been relevant. And now they're here, and it just feels like to it's the old Dallas Cowboys. It's the Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. It's Emmitt Smith. It's, it's those guys. And I even throw Dion in there, even though he was, a, he was a player for hire. It is those guys that everybody thinks this the Dallas Cowboys team is today. I don't believe so. But so I, I finished this up with... If it's an upset, that doesn't mean that the Green Bay Packers lost, even though they're playing at home, a seven-point favorite. If it's an upset, that doesn't mean that the Green Bay Packers lost. Because who is the better team? It's just that the Dallas Cowboys is traveling to Green Bay. My prediction is Green Bay Packers, 27, Dallas Cowboys, 24. Tony Romo does it again. Choke. Or maybe Aaron Rodgers does it again and rise to the occasion. But that's my prediction. I do want to get into a story that the gas man brought to me. We got time? Yes. Yankees prospect brutally attacked. Now, I'm just getting this, so I'm reading this. Yankees prospect brutally attacked. Ex-Panthers linebacker arrested. So here's, here, go, here we go again with the National Food League. It's always a guy from, no, it's not always. Let me not say that. But what, the, what are these guys are not getting? The Carolina Panthers charged with a felony assault. Let me read this first argument. An argument about pro athlete signing bonus. Oh, my goodness. They fussing and arguing over money. Puts New York Yankees pitching prospect Ty Hensley in, Oklahoma, in the Oklahoma hospital a few days after Christmas. And now his... Now Anthony Morales, an ex-member of the Carolina Panthers, has charged with a felony assault. Hensley, 21, and Morales, Morales 24. That's their age. Neanderthals. Neanderthals. They're arguing over money. They're arguing over some stuff that most times they, don't even, they can't even control. Felony assault. This this just makes no sense. A young guy arguing over some money. We all know. We all know that the signing bonus 
of baseball players, major league baseball players, is tremendously different from a national football player. And not only in those differences, baseball signing bonuses are guaranteed. When an, when an NFL player holds out for a signing bonus or when he holds out in the contract, the whole contract negotiation, let me break this down for those who think they know more. Let me break this down. It's not that the NFL guy, who's potentially could be an idiot, as we see in this case right here, it's not that the NFL guy is being selfish, stubborn, or, or holding out because he want more money. What the NFL guy does during negotiations, he, hold, he holds out because he wants more guaranteed money. Because at any moment, unlike baseball, you can be cut and you, don't, you do not receive the rest of your salary. The only thing you receive is their signing bonus. So a lot of the National Football League players, they want money up front. They want guaranteed money regardless of how you, when you get it, as long as it is guaranteed to you. Now, in baseball, same thing. Signing bonus can be distributed out over time over the length of the contract. But it's guaranteed. Not only that's guaranteed, when you see a baseball player sign for $300 million, he is guaranteed $300 million. When you see a football player sign for $75 million, that'd probably be a quarterback, to $100 million, probably a quarterback. Well, most of that money they want up front. But what organizations do is put that money on the back end of it. So it's a backloaded contract. And it's all based on performance. That's not the case with baseball. Now, I'm not saying, I've, I've always said, if somebody's going to pay you that money as a major league baseball player, go get it. Go get it. But I've also said that um, you get to bet, you get to bet ten times, and you you hit the ball three times, you are MVP possibly. Yankees prospect bully attack, ex Panthers linebacker arrested, two idiots fighting over money. Hey Kwame. Yes. I um yeah the story is interesting right you have a, you have a guy who played for one preseason game for the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> goes home to a party in Oklahoma. Hanging with this baseball player has got a 1.2 signing bonus. Right. He shouldn't be at a party at 2 o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Exactly. That was Hensley, who was drafted in the first round by the Yankees in 2012. Right. So you have two young guys drunk talking about money. One has right. money. Yeah. One has money. One play in one preseason game who doesn't have money. So they're arguing about the cards, right? And it's probably it, it, it's ludicrous at, at a high level, really. You, 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 we all understand that. And baseball, their signing bonus is different. And you're talking about a pitcher. So they're going to take care of their pitchers anyway. Pitchers are like the quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. Right. And they're also, you know, when you look at that sports too, football versus baseball, you know who's going to win that battle. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and baseball players, I think, out of all the sports athletes, are the most cocky as well. No, I'm saying, I, I just said pitchers are the quarterbacks. I think the, the back catchers, I think the catchers are the quarterbacks. But pitchers right. get taken care of, of handsomely. Right. Now, I'm looking at a picture of this guy, and he has on um, – I'm looking at a picture of Anthony Morales. He has on an XO shirt. And I train over there at XO out here in, um, in, in Arizona. Let me, let me read what this guy says. He's saying. a wrestler, too. He better be glad he's not a boxer. and a, He could be charged with a lethal weapon. You know, most of those boxers, their hands are lethal weapons. Yeah, if he's, if he's that good. Yeah, if he's that, <laughs> if he's that good, yeah. He threw the beat down on him, man. Broken jaw, two places. Yeah, that that is crazy. And it, it came down to a signing bonus, an argument over signing bonus. That is crazy.
at a high school or oh, a high school party. Who knows what kind yeah. of party it was, but it's an Oklahoma party. Hensley, six foot four, weighs two hundred twenty pounds. Morales, five foot ten. Oh, they got a problem. Two hundred thirty pounds. The linebacker is the short guy, by the way. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> the linebacker is a short guy, and uh, even though they're from the same city, see, they should be coming together trying to do something with. With their signing bonus. They live in yeah. the same city. That is Jealousy. Crazy. Jealousy. But they didn't go to the same uh, high school, though, so that might be a big deal right there. Yeah. You know, they still, even even adults today still have these high school rivals. Oh, yeah, especially those smaller cities and everything. You'd imagine, you know, you go to a different school, man, that's that's fighting words. Right, absolutely. Well, let me get you, since I got you guys, let me get your opinion on that Dallas Cowboys, because uh, we, we didn't talk about it, but you've seen it, and... And I didn't care who won that game, but I just thought Detroit Lions were the better team. But when the referees throw a flag and don't and pick it up and have no reason why, and then you can look on and see three penalties, you can see three penalties in that whole entire play, one including Daz Bryant coming off the sideline. Give me, let me get your assessment on that real quick. It smelled fishy. Fishy, fishy. The first thing when once they picked that flag up, I was I was just amazed. It's, it's that feeling you don't have control over anything, like you're flying in a plane. You know, the pilot has it. You, you no matter what. So you're talking about a drone. Yeah. You're flying on a plane and nobody's in the front, but it's controlled from the, from <laughs> yeah, the towers. <laughs> what is saying? You just have no control. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sitting there. You can't fly. Um, and, and with, you know, I mean, the thing is, is you're looking, everyone knows this. Everyone sees it. It's, we all know it's a PI, and it's like, why can't they see that? Why, how can you actually pick up the flag? You threw a flag. Right. It wasn't like it was a non-call. I mean, they actually threw a flag and then it picked that up. In that situation, it was just wrong, and everybody knows it's wrong. And the NFL actually, what they came out with a story the other day about how they missed seven calls against the Lions. Did you see that story? Did they make the call against the Lions? No, that they missed seven calls against the Lions. Oh, so what was that a makeup call? Now they doing it like that? No, I didn't see that story. No, yeah, it came out a couple days ago or, or yesterday, I think. Yeah, they're saying like, oh yeah, well, well, just you know, just make you feel better. We missed seven non, you know, seven. Calls against the Lions. Right, see, then that's crazy to even have to say that. It, it was just weird because, I mean, it changed the whole perplexion of the game. Right. I mean, it really did. It, I mean, yeah, granted, the, the punter shanked it, and you know, they didn't go for it on fourth and one, which I don't think they should have. They should have just punted it deep. Yeah. But um, Well, yeah. they should have got because they've been running the ball. Detroit was running the ball well right. in that game, and it was third and one, and they didn't get it. It didn't become fourth and one. I, w- I had mixed uh, feelings on that also. Do you, yeah. do you go ahead and get that in? And if you do make it, you demoralize the uh, Dallas Cowboys more so that defense, and then Tony Romo and the offense have to come out at whenever they're able to come out and do something crazy, but the Detroit Lions retain the ball, and maybe possibly they move up field. But when you punter, see what's driving me crazy about punters and kickers, field goal kickers, is that a, that's all you have to do. Right. Just do that. All right. Do that job Kicker right there. Kicker is different because it's a two-man team right there. Punter, there should be no excuse for you to shank that ball. No, because that ball was in your hands. Everything was uh, to perfection. That's from the center to the punter. Yeah. And it's, and it's a three-man team, uh, to be perfectly honest, with the uh, snapper, the field goal. Snapper, the holder, and the right. kicker. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm gonna take a quick. Break. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a quick break and gather my thoughts because it's it's all crazy. And I appreciate the story right there. Yeah, this right uh, Yankees prospects brutally attacked it by an ex Panther. They live in the same city. Take a quick break. Quamalas Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. For 27 years, Kidstar has empowered thousands of kids across the country. And now we have the opportunity to empower children around the world. Kidstar is announcing a new radio show called Voyage Earth. Voyage Earth will empower kids from across the world. Kidstar has created a Kickstarter campaign just for this new undertaking. By pledging to Kickstarter, you pledge for a future of empowered people to come. My name is Mark from the tech team on Voice Market Kids Network. I want to thank you for being a backer of our Kickstarter Voyager. Kickstar, we empower kids. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Welcome back to the Kwame Lodge of the Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. That is the number if you want to call in and join the show. Now, remember I told you guys a couple days ago, we here in Arizona, out here in Arizona, there's a lot of events coming up because of the Super Bowl, the big, the greatest show, which probably not going to be on turf. It is going to be in the Dome, but it's the Arizona Cardinals at Glendale Stadium, in the Glendale Stadium, Phoenix, University of Phoenix Stadium. They bring in natural grass. But in the mix of all that and outside of all that, we have the Pro Bowl a week prior. There's going to be some events, and one of the events I talked about on my show a few times was Pros versus Heroes, a charity flag football game. You can't miss out on this. Uh, this was going to happen July. I mean, I'm sorry. What did I talk about July? We still talking about football, right? This is going to happen January 31st. Uh, it's going to be a great event. Going to be a lot of athletes there, and it's for a great cause. And these heroes, these are the, um, the uh, Mesa Fire Department. Pro, pro athletes are going to play a flag football game against the Mesa Fire Department. Now, all these guys are competitive, both the alumni guys, and there are going to be some current guys there as well. Now, you know the fire department guys are the competitive, especially the department. This all takes place January 31st. Pros versus heroes. I want to bring on the show from New Jersey, Darian. Welcome to the show. Darian Barnes, you with me? Hey. Hey, Kwame, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I was just reading off on some of your stuff, and I did it prior to other shows. But uh, I'm glad I got you on uh, on the show today uh, because Friday, we got nothing to do, but we could talk football. We could talk events. Absolutely. Pros versus heroes. Give me your um, – you started this, and this is your third event in this. Uh, how how has it been perceived? Because I know you've done it in other places, but I know here – uh, guys are excited because I know a few guys that's going to be in it. Uh, they're excited to be a part of it. So, uh, give me your uh, assessment on 
or your, your start of it, and, and what are you looking for to do, and why you started doing it? Well, it, uh, it's funny. It happened by, uh, actually, by happenstance here in New Jersey. Uh, I was hosting a football camp uh, in my hometown and was talking to some of the, uh, the police officers there, and they were interested in, uh, in playing some of the current uh, former athletes I had at the, the camp. Uh, they, they won the state championship in the flight football league uh, the prior year. I wanted to get their team to play the guys that I had there. And uh, in, that, uh, in that idea, uh, Pro Materials was born. It was a great event. <clears throat> we raised money for uh, the town scholarship fund. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, it just, I went, it went on from there and it kind of just grew and people had heard about the game. It was a huge success and then we did it again in a town called South River. That's about 45 minutes north, and you know we're scheduled to play Homeland Security mm-hmm. uh, um, this, this upcoming year, um, as well as the Passaic County uh, Corrections Officers here in New Jersey. So, and we're trying, we're branching out. We're going, you know, we're going to go to play in Purdue, and we're, we're looking to play in uh, other parts of Indiana. So, we're definitely branching out and doing things. Um, I'm greatly excited to uh, do it here in Phoenix. I want to thank the, the promoters, uh, Portable um, Missed Out, who are. Who have graciously uh, uh, given us the means to host the games and bring all these excellent and uh, wonderful athletes that are coming in. Some of the guys are current, and some of the guys that I watched, like like yourself and uh, Amp Lee and Seth Joyner, I watched growing up as a kid. And when and my game after, and I get a chance to go out here and play with you guys and and beat up on the fire department. So I'm. I'm Insanely excited about it. Well, you played in the lead quite a while now, so uh, you you got, you got some game also. And but don't forget about the after party at Dave and oh, Buster's. The Dave and Buster's ab- is going to be great. Absolutely, sir. Yeah, we're, it's a great uh, weekend lined up. There's actually a reception party Friday night mm-hmm. uh, for free. You can come. Uh, so it's open to the public. Rock Band Fuel. Open at, uh, Club Red. Oh, Club uh, Friday, Red. The Friday prior of uh, the reception party. Uh, the game is at Westwood High School on Saturday. Uh, the game's at 5.30, but the gates open up at 4. Uh-huh. And then the after party's going to be at Dave & Buster's. And we're going to have a uh, legendary rock drummer, Gingerfish, uh, from White Zombie. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a two-day uh, extravaganza. You so, know, we're, we're, it's, uh, it's not just, you know, we're doing this for the Child Crisis Center out there. We're doing it for a great cause. And that's really what Pros vs. Heroes is about. <coughs> Excuse me, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's playing flag football and trying to raise raise a awareness for a worthy cause or try to raise raise money for a worthy cause. So, um, this because it's the Super Bowl, it's in Phoenix, it's in you know this beautiful area. They're having a anybody that wants to have an amazing two days should come and be a part of the of the, of the Pros vs. Heroes weekend. Great stuff. And Club Red is a uh, Club Red and Red Owl, thirteen oh eight West University Drive in Mesa, Arizona. Eight five two zero one. Definitely sounds like a great, great event or a great weekend. Actually, for that matter, you starting a, you have a, a, a day before January thirtieth at Club Red. Then you have open to the public, as if I'm correct. Yes. Okay. Then you have the flag football game, and then the after party. Sounds like you put on a great event for a lot of great causes. The Child Crisis Center. You got the um, uh, pros versus heroes, or heroes versus pros. Um, no particular order, but it's going to be competitive and be fun. So definitely call into the show if you want more inf- information about that. But Darren, if um, they want to reach out to you, uh, give me a, a good website or an or number. Okay. Uh, 
if anyone wants to reach out to me for more information, they can go to pros versus heroes dot us. Um, they can also go to the uh, the Arizona based website, which is pros versus heroes az dot com to get more information about the sponsors that are involved in in, uh, in the game. Again, um, special thanks to, to Missed Out for you know for being a, a wonderful host and helping us kickstart. Uh, we hope to be an annual event in Phoenix. Um, and if they, anyone wants to reach me personally, has any general inquiries, they can call me at 732-535-2593. Outstanding. I appreciate that, man. And you know, you could call in any time leading up to the Super Bowl if you want. If you got something else coming up or if you want to add more uh, fuel to the fire to a great event that you, you're putting together uh, for three for two days, uh, the 30th and 31st, Club Red will be on the 30th. That, again, that's on University Drive in Mesa. I haven't been there, but I'm going to have to check it out before I before the 30th. I'm going to have to go down there and check out Club Ray before the 30th. Uh, but I, I, I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate the invite. Uh, I will get all the information out, continuously get the information out leading up to this event. Also, uh, I get you the guys that, uh, that you talked about. Uh, make sure you're in contact with them and make sure everything is a go because it sounds like such a great event that it should be fun. Uh, sound like it's going to be packed and you guys do a great job of hosting it. Well, again, Kwame, thank you for all your support. And, uh, you know, I always got to give a shout out to my NFL brothers, especially those that I, again, I, I enjoyed watching the, the, the gameplay, you and some of the others, and I'm, I'm really excited to come out there and, and, and step on the field with you guys. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. Anytime. Appreciate you calling in. We we'll stay in contact and we do some more things. Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate yeah. that. 888-346-9144. That's the number if you want to call in. Don't forget, such a great event coming up. Uh, Pros versus Heroes. That's the uh, Mesa Fire Department on January 31st at 530 at Westwood High School. All of the proceeds... From that game, we'll go to the Child Crisis Center in Mesa, Arizona. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm about as far as what my foundation, what we do. He said all the proceeds, but you got to have some. I don't know what. Every foundation is different. But I think every foundation heart is in the right place for what they do. So I, I appreciate I appreciate Darian calling in. Darian Barnes. Uh, Darian Barnes, if you, if you don't know, played about eight years in the National Football League. So I love to see guys that's doing something positive and not breaking a, a pitcher's jaw. Guys like Darren Barnes doing something positive, giving it back to the community across the country, not just in New Jersey where he is, but across the country. And what better way to use the the platform of the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl and all that uh, that we have coming up here and to do so. All right. There is another game. There is another game to be played. Now, I do want to get in some golf, but we'll talk golf in the last segment. The Baltimore Ravens and the New England Patriots. For a long time, Baltimore Ravens has, uh, not for a long time, the past few times, the Baltimore Ravens has had the, the number of the New England Patriots. And I'm talking about the New England Patriots with Tom Brady running the show. Those New England Patriots. Uh, but it's been in the playoffs. But the Baltimore Ravens have had the better team. You looked at their defense. Their team has, already, has always been predicated on defense. And that's what the likes of uh, Ray Lewis, when Ray Lewis was there, he was the heartbeat of that defense. And he got those guys going. And you wonder if a team was, is going to ever score on these guys. 
Then you have uh, Terrell Suggs. You add pieces. You, uh, ne- you, you look across the, the board and that 4-3 and sometimes 3-4 look. You look what these guys have done. Um, and that's also another game. The Denver Broncos and the and, and not and Andrew Luck and his Indianapolis Colts. Another great matchup. That's a story in itself. Uh, we'll get to that. But with these um, Baltimore Ravens heading up to Gillette Stadium to face the New England Patriots, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, this time I feel it to be different. Uh, this time I think the the um, New, New England Patriots might take this one from the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens got in by beating Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh didn't have their, uh, their top Pro Bowl running back due to injuries. But we've seen the Cardinals go down with plenty of injuries and find a way to be 9-1, sadly for the Cardinals. And not to change subject real quick, but sadly for the Cardinals, go 9-1, and then they go one and done in the playoffs. But it's a step in the right direction. Last year it was 10-6. This year, one playoff next year. Who's to say you get all 16 of those injury guys back? The Cardinals are going to be a team to be reckoned with. The Baltimore Ravens and the New England Patriots play this weekend at Gillette Stadium. Um, it's a great matchup. This is to get into that NFC, the AFC uh, championship game. And you look at coming off a bye, the, uh, the um, New England Patriots are coming off that bye. Baltimore having to play. You wonder who has the edge in this game. Both play in cold climates. Stadium-wise, you, 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 get, you pretty much get the same atmosphere. It's always great to play at home if you're the New England Patriots. It's always great to play at home if you're the Baltimore Ravens, but the Baltimore Ravens will be traveling further north. Who has the home field advantage? Obviously, the New England Patriots. Tom Brady has somewhat, somewhat has an edge in this game of what he have. They didn't have a, a defense when the Baltimore Ravens were running all over them, and no one man can beat that Baltimore Ravens defense with Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs, and, and all the guys they have up there. But the, Baltimore, the New England Patriots do have, they do have uh, Revis. You do go on Revis Island. He has shut down everyone he's faced this year. He is a different difference maker. He is different from uh, Tlaib Akib, who's in Denver, who was there last year. Although Tlaib is a Pro Bowl player for Denver Broncos. But there is a difference in how these guys play that game and how their mental and their focus is when they approach the game. So I'm going to be looking for that matchup. It's a great matchup. Um, you got you got to wonder what the uh, the Baltimore Ravens Jimmy the re- receivers are going to do. You have top receivers over there, but you have to wonder. Again, the Baltimore Ravens do not have also uh, the receiver core that they used to have. Those guys have dispersed. They do have they do have the little receiver. Was it Smith? What is his name again? Let me look that up real quick. They do have Cam from Carolina. That I can't think right now. But he's always played at a high level. But it's going to take more than one man. They're going to need both of their receivers out there going against the New England Patriots because one definitely will be shut down by uh, Darrell Revis. My, and don't forget, Gronkowski is now healthy. He is now healthy. He's going to the game. Who, he haven't been covered all year. He's playing smarter on and off the field. Smarter, stronger. He's going to be something to deal with. Gronkowski, I didn't add that into the mix. It's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a great matchup. So my prediction is 
Even though Baltimore is playing at that level, when you talk about the the uh, Seattle Seahawks and how they how they started their season and where they are now, looking like they're in that Super Bowl form, the Baltimore Ravens had is building that playoff momentum. Unfortunately, that playoff momentum is traveling to Gillette Stadium against the Tom Brady and the Green Bay. And I'm sorry, and the New England Patriots. My prediction for this game is a 24-17 New England Patriots in that game. That's what I got in that game. We'll talk about some more games, but right now those are the AFC. We'll talk about the NFC games probably. Well, we did talk NFC, one NFC, which was the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. We talked the AFC with the New England Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens. We'll get into more of the football of the other two teams in, our, in another show, but we'll just keep it going with that. Uh, but the football football for the Green Bay Packers is the game of the weekend for me. And not only, not only that, I just want to see offensively what these guys do in Green Bay with that torn, with that torn calf muscle that, that Aaron Rodgers have. What the Dallas Cowboys going to do? Are they going to stick to form? Are they going to run the football and run the football and be consistent with it, as well as effective with it has, that they have been all year? I gave my prediction. I think I said twenty-four. I mean twenty-seven, twenty-four, Green Bay. I'm saying twenty-four, seventeen, New England Patriots in this game. I'm going to give it to the home team. 888-346-9144. This is Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. We're going to take a quick break. And we are going to come back and finish up the show. You know I got to talk about golf when I come back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show, Crime Lot of Sports Talk. It is Friday, so before we get off there, I want to make sure you guys have a great weekend, have a great show. Uh, but let's get into this last segment because it does move fast. Tiger Woods, 
in golf, and everybody knows golf is my favorite sport. I'm going golfing today if uh, if that means anything. But Tiger Woods confirmed he was began playing his 2015 season at the Phoenix Open, sponsored by Waste Management. Tiger Woods haven't played the Phoenix Open in years. I want to say, man, I want to say about 15 years. How long? And I've been out here for 19 years. How long was it? Was that the time that somebody moved the rock for him? No. Um, was that was, the last was, one? That, that was the last one someone moved the rock for him. I mean, they, was, they was willing to do anything for Tiger Woods. <laughs> uh, I think it's, shoot, 97. I think that was in 97. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Well, no, I don't no, think that's when. No, that. yeah. Now, 97 is when he made that hole in one. That's what I remember of it. <laughs> <laughs> but the Phoenix Open, if you know the Phoenix Open, the Phoenix Open really doesn't need a Tiger Woods, but Tiger Woods brings so much to everything he does. Uh, Literally, um, the Phoenix Opens have always been mo- the, one of the most grossing, uh, one of the most grossing tournaments on the tour year in and year out. Down at the Waste Management, down at the TPC, for four years, their numbers have gotten better and better and better for four years straight. And now you add Tiger Woods into the mix. And Tiger Woods, again, I thought he was coming out here because I'll I say this to that. You can always come home. Tiger Woods, when he first started, this was one of the places he came. One of the reasons that he stopped coming because some idiot had a knife. Who brings a knife to a golf tournament? And while I'm on it, who wears high heels to a golf tournament? That drives me crazy. You go into this. Now, it's a beautiful sight that the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open puts on. But who wears high heels to a golf tournament? You're pretty much on grass all the time. Unless you're going to the birds and that's afterwards, which that's... That's always great. But if Tiger Woods mentioned, it would be a great return. He hasn't been playing well. He hasn't been a Tiger Woods on the golf course that we've known him to be, that dominant guy, that guy who finished tournaments, that guy who, who will walk you down from five or more behind or keep the lead and just hit boring shots. He hasn't been that guy as of late. So this is why I say you can always come home. Tiger Woods seems to me. Initially, when I, th- when I heard the story, I thought, okay, he's coming back because he's trying to get back into that rhythm. Start from square one. Everybody everybody, and everything we do, you have to start from scratch sometimes. You have to go back to square one and say, okay, let me, let me get this right. Let me start this over. I think that's what Tiger Woods was doing. But then I thought, well, you got the Pro Bowl out here. You got the Super Bowl out here. You got Barrett Jackson is out here, one of the biggest car shows in the land. Uh, Tiger Woods no dummy. He had to get up half his money. So it's a great marketing. Uh, come out here and great marketing. Come out here and be in the atmosphere um, that Tiger Woods is doing. I, so I think I thought that was great that he was coming back to play. But then I realized, well, everything's going out, going on out here. You had the Pro Bowl, as I mentioned. Definitely the Super Bowl. So why not be out here in this atmosphere? Hopefully he's coming to win. He will be a draw. You will see hundreds following him uh, throughout that. Uh, tournament those four days uh, and maybe he's a great start because the tournament usually start, the tour usually starts in Hawaii for those two events they have in Hawaii but the wind's blowing so much it's really rarely any of the big names playing those uh, but right after that it comes here to Scottsdale Arizona and then it goes to Torrey Pines back in California Tiger's schedule is Phoenix Open, sponsored by the Waste Management, and then back to Torrey Pines. His appearance alone, he's committed to play uh, the Torrey Pines in San Diego, 
and that's after he leaves here in Scottsdale. It's, it's about to be crazy for the first two weeks of golf. And I'm a huge golf fan, so one of the things I, I know with all the Super Bowl events going on, all the things that I have to be, be doing during the Super Bowl, and while I'm at it, I'm throwing my own party uh, at the Ramada. This is breaking news, by the way. Throwing my own Super Party, Super Bowl party, Pro Bowl party. Probably it's going to be Pro Bowls, Pro Bowl party. Then Super Bowl party, we'll give that another name. Just might be Super Bowl party. Why? Don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just use what's there. But they're the model on uh, Dobson in the 60 out here in Mesa. So more information on that to come. But let's stick with Tiger Woods. Let me read uh, Tiger Woods 7.4 million of the course. He's won at Torrey Pines eight times, 1999, 2003, 2005, 6, 7, 8. Went on a nice little run from 2005. Consecutive run, four wins. Then 2013, you remember 2013, I think he was playing with the, uh, no, it wasn't, it was 2008 when he was playing on that broken leg. Playing on that broken leg. But that was a U.S. Open, and he won. He had to come another day, he ended up winning that one. But it seems like we're going to be talking Tiger Woods news again. And it's great to see him starting his year off in Phoenix and Torrey Pines, back-to-back weeks. Now I'm ready for the, the Open. You know, sometimes it's, it's so crowded, you, you got to pick and choose when you go down there. But there's a lot of suites, a lot of tents um, to be in. I know I have some friends coming out from, uh, for, with their companies, so I will be in – I would be there. Again, there's so much going on because of the Super Bowl weekend, Pro Bowl weekend, Barrett Jackson, as I mentioned. I believe Arizona is the fifth. Without all those things, I believe Arizona is the fifth, what let me see, the fifth largest city. They might be the fifth largest city in the country. It has grown since I've been here since 94, 95. It has grown a lot, a great deal. And then there's so much. We have five major sports. We have all the sports, actually. Uh, the WNBA, NBA, who wins. They're one of our most winning, winningest teams out here. Our last uh, championship teams from the WNBA. Obviously, the Phoenix Suns, who's playing well. I think they are, they are on a 12 and 14, or what was it 13 and 15? Uh, for the past 15 games, so they're doing well. Um, Phoenix Suns, I should say this about that. I think it was Marquise Morris, or it might have been his brother. They twins, so. But he got in a heated, heated argument with the head coach, and it was almost embarrassing. And I, I wonder what it was about. Uh, outside, it was more so about technical fouls, uh, the Phoenix Suns get a lot of technical fouls because teams, and I, and I can see how that happened, but teams keep bullying these guys, going out trying to bully these guys, and they get these technical fouls. But they want to be a tough team, but they are winning. So I, I don't know if you, with, with, that, um, with that argument that took place, it was real bad. If you can look on any search engines, you will see it. It was a real bad argument. It took place. When he, sat, when, he, when he sat down, he didn't get back into the game. And there was a lot of talk about should he be suspended? Should this or should that happen? I don't think he should be suspended because when you got a coach who's played at a high level, which the Phoenix Suns does, when you got a coach who's played at a high level, you don't sit a guy down from his because of his passions, or you don't suspend him because of his passions. And I, I think 
when he sat down in the first quarter or the uh, second quarter and not get back into the game, that was suspension enough for him. In my opinion, that would be suspension enough because you don't want to mess up the team chemistry. You don't want to mess up what you have going on because the Phoenix Suns is already one of those teams that for the past few years have been fighting for that eighth spot. Now, we watched them go from six last year on down to seven, down to eight, and missing the playoffs. They cannot be missing the playoffs this year, uh, not with this team, not with this growth. Uh, but I was talking about the five majors. We have all. We have the Arizona Cardinals. We have the the uh, Diamondbacks. We have hockey. Yes, we have hockey in Arizona. We have hockey in Arizona. Um, and Gasman, you know, he he does a. Supposed to give me some hockey tickets. I think that's what he said a couple times. Uh, so we, we'll see about that. Um, but I would love to go to a hockey game. We got our uh, Coyotes. They 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 are now the Arizona Coyotes. Arizona Diamondbacks, Phoenix Suns, Arizona Cardinals, WNBA. We have our uh, Mercury, Phoenix Mercury's. So we have the major sports, and the city has grown since I've been here. Um, but with everything going on, and with I now know why Tiger Woods is coming back. I thought it was come back to rejuvenate his career, which I'm sure he can do. You don't play at a high level like, like Tiger Woods has and then just fall off and not be able to get it back. I had this conversation with Money the other day about if you made a million dollars before, if you made millions of dollars before, and then you lost it, you able to make that million a million back, depending on how well you get your grind and your discipline back together. But if you never had a million dollars and you're trying to make a million dollars, it becomes hard. It's harder. It's much harder. So Tiger Woods' game uh, should be back because he's already been to the top. He's already been that guy f- number one for a long time. Now, golf is golf being where it is, with all the talent like a Roy McIlroy, with all the talent that's sitting at the top. No one's just going to hand. Even though they was fan favorites of Tiger, guys who's playing now, guys who's playing at a high level, even though they was favorites of Tiger Woods, they're not just going to hand him that number one spot. He's going to have to work for that one. The Cleveland Cavaliers are supposed to come here, and everybody's talking more about LeBron than the Phoenix Suns. Well, I think the Phoenix Suns, LeBron has a knee and back. LeBron needs some rest anyway. When you do all the work, you need some rest. So I, I, I think uh, we want to make the story more about the Phoenix Suns here than anything. At least that's what I know. Um, but, but we shall see. It's not a Cleveland Cavaliers. It's the same thing with uh, I saw an article. I read an article about Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts playing. Well, the story is, is not about Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. But there's other guys on the team that's going to play. Now, you got to remember Peyton Manning in his arm. It's not, he's still as fishing and as sharp as he is mentally, athletically. He doesn't have that strength in his arm. When you watch a lot of their routes and their passing routes, and if you get to Peyton Manning, it's a wrap. If you get to Peyton Manning, his feet start moving quick, his throws become shorter, his delivery becomes shorter. And if you watched any of Peyton Manning's game, then you, you've had to see that. Keep that pressure up front. Don't be bringing pressure from the outside because you look at his routes. You look at Peyton Manning's routes. It's a lot of underneath stuff. And when they take shots, you have to understand where they are. It might be one big shot backed onto their own field position. But when they take a shot, he's probably in 40-yard going in. 
It's 40 yards going in, so he let the ball go in the corner, and it's always a fade. Peyton Manning, so the story is not Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Although when you look on the other side of that football, Andrew Luck, if that team doesn't go, you still have uh, some serviceable wide receiver. But the star over there, in my opinion, on that offense is T.Y. Hilton. I watched this guy and what he's been able to do in the Indianapolis Colts, Indianapolis Colts uniform is, is outstanding. They got Reggie Wayne up there, uh, uh, aging Reggie Wayne, but I wouldn't put past not putting him uh, at the top of the list over there with their offense is concerned. Reggie Wayne, T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Luck. Now, that offense doesn't go in Indianapolis if Andrew Luck doesn't play well. We've seen that. We've seen that. But now I feel like he has a bailout. He has some, he has some guys that he could get the ball to. He has some guys, some playmakers in T.Y. Hilton. He, um, they, they lost Bradshaw to an injury. Uh, they have the Heisman, candidate, Heisman uh, winner over there from Alabama. But they have to be able to run the football as well. Like any other team across the league, you have to be able to run the football. If you're not running the football, Andrew Luck becomes one-dimensional, and then that makes no sense on any team, whoever the star is, because I mentioned that with the Green Bay Packers. If Aaron Rodgers is in a shotgun the entire time, or a high percentage of the time, that offense is now one-dimensional. Now you're playing against an overachieving defense in the Dallas Cowboys. Well, they're going to find ways to get to you. Or they, every team will get into, the rhythm and get into a certain rhythm where the schemes and everything they're doing and maybe just the regular pressure will get to you. So you can't keep, you can't make your offense, you can't make yourself one-dimensional in any football game or any game uh, in general. So you have to be able to run the football, and I don't think the Indianapolis Colts consistently, effectively run the football. So I say, as Andrew Luck go, and this is not the Andrew Luck Peyton Manning show, but as Andrew Luck goes, and so does the Indianapolis Colts. Even though you have Reggie Wayne, a veteran over there, a crafty veteran, might I add, and T.Y. Hilton. Even though you have that talent, Reggie, Andrew Luck can't have a three, four interception game that he had years before but we're able to pull it out. Peyton Manning can't have those, those short-arm throws and, and have the short-arm throws, short balls and that he's had in the past. With that pressure in his face, he has to be able to take those side steps. <laughs> we've, seen Peyton, we've seen Peyton Manning. When you got pressure in his face, he fall down. And as a quarterback, I don't mind that. When I used to see receivers do that, I just drive, just, just drive me crazy. Like, stay up. Why do you keep falling to the ground? But you live to fight another down, especially if you're a quarterback. And we've seen how valuable quarterbacks are to franchises, to teams. It is a Friday. Should have played our Friday music, by the way. It is a Friday, and unfortunately, we are out of time. We're going to talk football when we come back on Monday. It'll be some wins and loss. We're going to talk about the the. The college championship against Ohio State in Oregon, University of Oregon, which is going to be a great game. I still haven't picked my winner on that game because it's, it's going to come down to it. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Appreciate you joining. Appreciate the call with Darren Barron. Don't forget all the events. I will keep alluding to those as it gets nearer. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Appreciate it. Kevin Gassman, we out. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 
9 a.m. Pacific time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.